Welcome to another episode of the Artificial Controller Podcast. It's uh, it's just me, it's just Bobby. Um, Seb's in Texas. Seb, Seb's pretty busy over there doing his thing. Um, the English guys that are uh, on the show, uh, George and Tom, you know, I think they're in London. I think that they're in London. Uh, well, I know George is in London. That That's for sure. I'm not sure where Tom is. Tom looks like he's on a vacation. Um, there is communication. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there isn't because there is. I just don't want to, you know, put him in any location, location. You know what I'm saying? London's pretty big and Tom's on vacation and Georgia's in London and Seb's in Texas. Texas is massive. Uh, so, you know, don't want to give away their secrets, but they're enjoying their time over there. And that's good. That's good. Uh, I'm due for a vacation. I'll tell you that because I haven't, I haven't actually been on a real vacation since uh, I believe 2017. Uh, 2017 was the last time I actually went somewhere and uh, I love vacationing. Um, I really do. Um, but I haven't been there for a while. The, the last vacation, like I said, was 2017. Me and my wife, Eva, we went to, we went to England. We went to London. We went to Ireland and Dublin. And we went to Paris, France. Uh, I think it was like 10 days or something. Maybe 11 days. Man, that was amazing. That was one of the best trips, uh, I ever did. It was so random too because we were in London hanging out. We had a we had a lot of stuff written down, and and since we're we're both from New York, so we're walkers, right? Like people, oh, take the bus, take the cab, you know, take the take the bus. We're not taking the bus unless it's far, and far for me is not maybe as far as other people, but um, we walked everywhere. I think the first day in London, we must have walked I don't know seven miles, and we just went everywhere. We had a bunch of stuff we wanted to see. We had notes. We had restaurants that we were talking about. Our friends gave us notes. You know, so that was fun. Uh, London was fun. Also, really random. It was summertime. I think it was like middle June. And we met this one girl on the bus. Just started talking to her randomly. She was also American. And she was like, oh, I'm going to see Stonehenge. I'm like, you can go see that? Because that wasn't even on my mind. Yeah, man, we're going to go see it. Here's a number to the place. Call them. Might be tickets left. She said, what's special about this type, this time of year, is you could actually go up to the stones and touch them. And I was like, no way. That's That can't be real. So we call the place. We speak to the person. We ask for his name. He gives us the information. There's I, There's suspiciously two tickets left like okay so how much are the tickets he said 25 euros i said you know what let's get them um 
gave us a website. We purchased the tickets. He said, we'll meet you outside this location at four in the morning. Like four in the morning. Okay, that's fine. Four in the morning. Not a big deal. So it's not that far from the hotel we were staying at. So we went there. London at four in the morning is not like New York at four in the morning. See, in New York, people are around. Usually seedy people, but there's people. Um, you don't feel as uncomfortable because you're in the middle of a city waiting for a bus with a couple. I don't know. Anyway, they could be anywhere from 15, 20 people walking down the street. So there's people, there's lots of cars. You know, it's New York, but we don't, New York never sleeps. Okay. Uh, London, at least, at least where we were in that area, I'm not saying all of London, but from my experience, uh, four in the morning in London, it seems to me like, uh, people from London, you know, they go to bed because, uh, there was nobody around. There was not one person, not even an animal, not even a rat was walking around, uh, the streets of London at four o'clock in the morning. So, you know, I made a joke that this is, oh, it's Jack Ripper time. And my wife was like, oh, my God, how could you say that? What's going to happen? Like, okay, now I freaked her out. You know, that was another long story. But then this bus approached. And the guy got off the bus. We introduced. He knew our names. So that had to be the guy we spoke to. And then we get on the bus. And I am nervous. Because he said we have one more pickup, which is a few blocks more, you know, down to the. I guess the highway we're going to take to go to Stonehenge. And the girl we met on the bus that day, uh, randomly, she's there. So we sit behind her. We're talking. Oh, okay, whatever. I am tired. And normally in a car, I fall asleep in 10 seconds because I'm a baby. And uh, babies fall asleep when the car moves. Well, I'm a big baby, you know. Um, so... You know, every time George calls me the the chubby cherub, I love it because I think of the video game on Nintendo. And I think that that little baby in chubby cherub, he must have had a good sleep. Because, you know, he's chubby, he's chunky. You know, he has a little blonde hair. I have red hair, but he has blonde hair. And then he just lays on the cloud. That's got to be amazing. You know, he probably gets good sleep. But let's not, let's not, um, let's not fall apart. Let's not fall away here. So. I'd normally fall asleep immediately in any car. That's why I sit in the back. If there's friends over, or my mother-in-law, or whatever, I'll go in the back seat to sleep. If not, I'll go in the front seat with my wife, and I will try to stay awake. But it, it's very hard to do. So I'm awake. I'm alert. I'm ready to throw down if I have to. Because this was just so random. So random. And then we're on the highway. He's telling us about Stonehenge. Clearly, he sounds like a professor or something. Then he says he's a professor, so I knew it. Now I feel more comfortable because there's lots of people. There's all walks of life of people on this bus. And as we're pulling up, we have to pull a certain lo- a certain location, and then we had a walk, which didn't seem like long, but it was pretty long. And then you saw Stonehenge. And I was like, Wow, look at this thing. This is probably the oldest thing I've ever seen in my eyes. Uh, with my eyes. You know, like in person ever. And we get closer and we get closer. My heart starts pounding. There's hundreds of people 
walking all over directions to this place. So we're not only we're not the we're not just the first bus. Like there's lots of buses. And there were a lot of weird people there too, man. They were singing music, they were touching the stone, they were passing out like it has some kind of special I don't know essence of it or 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 like an aura that's going to help people, you know. And listen, you know, maybe it is, maybe it doesn't. I have no idea. We get there, we're talking, we're looking, we're taking pictures. I touched it. People were on top of it. It was the most wildest thing I've ever seen. They checked you for uh, weapons. They checked you for, you know, you had any beer cans or flasks. They took them out. Uh, they didn't. What they didn't check for was weed. And let me tell you something. The Stonehenge that I went to became Smokehenge because... They were tooting up. They were absolutely blazing uh, the weed. All right? So, besides, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Listen, we definitely got contact time because then I started feeling like these things are glowing. All right? That's how high I was. And I was just, I was just smelling the contact time. Um, I don't even smoke weed. So, you know, if that's what secondhand smoke and uh, <laughs> weed does to you, I don't know what first does. All right? Now, I'm not saying that Stonehenge is in London. I know it's not. I'm just saying that I was in London and George is in London. And that's my memory of London. Personally, I wasn't really a fan of London. Um, it's like New York 2.0. Um, you know, I appreciate the architecture. I loved it. I loved the, uh, the history of it. Just the, oh my God, some of the churches, some of the buildings were just so amazing to look at. Uh, the history's there, man. You know, it's a long history in England. and That's one of the oldest cities I've probably been to. Uh, I don't know what's older, Dublin, Paris, or London, but, you know, they're up there. Because uh, New York ain't that old. We're like the youngest uh, city uh, probably in the world, I guess. But, um, well, compared to London, at least, you know. And um, we get there, and it was just like the people. It's just like It's just like New York, man. You know, I didn't feel like I was away. I felt like I was at my cousin's house, if that makes sense. You know, like you leave New York, you go to London. What's the difference? What's the difference? You know, but, um, no, it was nice. You know, I, I, I preferred, I love Dublin. I'm not saying that because I'm Irish. I just love Dublin. I just thought it was amazing. Um, you know, it's funny too, because accents, you know, like you assume in your mind, you know, you hear a lot of people with the Irish accent, you know, in Dublin, right? You would hear a lot of English people with an English accent in London. And all areas of England have their own accents, right? Just like, just like me, just like America, you know? Every place has their own little accent, whatever. But what threw me off, because again, you know, just not realizing that there's another, uh, there's a, there's another world happening, you know, outside of where I live. Uh, we asked this, you know, I'm not sure what she was. She was Asian of some sort. Uh, I'm not sure which one she was, but you know, we asked her, Hey, we were in Paris, by the way, we were in Paris and we asked her the address to the catacombs because I couldn't, couldn't find it. And then she speaks to us in the most French Paris accent you can imagine it threw me back because I'm like oh my god she speaks perfect French like 
she must have been born here for ever. Her accent was heavy. And it took me back because I'm like, why did I assume she speaks some kind of, you know, maybe Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Cambodian, Thai? I don't know. I just have thought that's what she was going to sound like when she told me the direction because sometimes that happens here. But then there are people like I know my friend Kevin. He's South Korean. You know, he speaks perfect English. You would never know he even speaks Korean until bam, he starts spitting out. So it just took me off that there are other cultures and other people in other cities speaking or having the accent of that, of that city. Just, I don't know. It was wild, man. It was just a, just a beautiful thing, you know, but whatever, you know, I'm, I'm here in New York. Uh, so, you know, I'm doing a solo show, obviously, right? If I didn't say it before, my name is Bobby and, um, here we are. Okay. Here we are. I fed my cats. I had my coffee. Um, you know, last week, at least for America, was Father's Day. Um, so we, we know we were going to go up to my stepfather's house, my mom's house, go up there and visit him. But then my mom wasn't feeling too good. So we decided to go the following week. So we went go next week. Uh, didn't go last week, but it just got me thinking, you know, like my, Biological father passed away when I was nine. He died in 92. And he was a gamer. You know, if you know, you know, if you don't know, welcome to my life. Um, he was a big time gamer. He, there was video games in my house before I was born. I was born in 83. My, my dad, Bobby, his name is Bobby also. He had, uh, an Atari and something else. I don't know what it was. And I probably never will because I asked my mom. My mom doesn't have an idea either. But um, he had an Atari. And as I was growing up, I remember playing that Atari. I remember this being the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Um, But I was a wild child. All right. I had a lot of energy. A lot. Um, My dad would play, uh, you know, I guess... Uh, fetch, you could say, because, you know, you throw a ball to a dog, dog gets the ball, dog runs back, you do it again. I want to throw the ball. My dad's like, no, 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 no. Just run it back. And I would do this with him for a while because I had a lot of energy and um, I really didn't sleep at night. So my dad basically tired me out. And I remember before I went to bed, I got to play a couple games. And we, he had Superman, he had Gremlins, the, that E.T. game, he had it. He had Elevator Action, he had, I'm sure, uh, I think it's called, no, not Asteroid. It's Space Invaders or something like Space Invaders. He just had a bunch of games on this Atari, and I thought they were amazing. But when he brought home the Nintendo... This was life changing, not only for me, but for him, because my father must have brought home a game every week. Every week, there was some kind of game. And then when I went to kindergarten, me and my friend Adam were talking about games, and we would trade games and go to each other's houses and play Nintendo games. And then my friend Adam's mom, Karen, rest in peace, um, 
you know what? It's funny because my, you know, my father passed away. His mom passed away. I mean, it's not funny, but you know what I mean? It's just, uh, that's life, man. You know, sometimes things happen. Um, she was a gamer. She was a huge Tetris fan. Tetris, Tetris and Dr. Mario every day. All right. My, 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 my father too. Same thing. Tetris. He loved Tetris. He loved Dr. Mario, the puzzle games, Solomon's keys, you know, and then, uh, I know, I remember that, uh, you know, my mom and Karen would talk about their high scores and this and that, whatever. So one day I'm like, you know what? Why don't we all go to Adam's house or have Karen come to our house? So guess what? My mom's like, great idea. My mom made dinner. Karen came over. All right. Me, my friend Adam, my mom, my dad, Karen, and her husband, Bruce. And my dad and Karen were playing Dr. Mario. Um, listen, things were getting intense because I felt my dad was good. You know, like I knew he was good. And I knew Karen was good. What I didn't know is how good they both were because they were playing this game would seem to me for hours. And then every now and then one of them would win. My dad would win more often. My dad was getting aggravated. He's like, I just can't constantly beat her. Then I noticed he started to observe her and her behavior and her pattern and what she does and what she does this. And he started to kind of like play like her to understand her. And it was weird because at the end of the night, he lost a couple more matches and he never lost anything on purpose. I never, I never beat him in anything. Okay. Cause he didn't care about that. You want to win. You got to win. We are not babies here. Okay. You got to learn and you're going to get good and you're going to practice and you're going to execute your plan. And if it don't work, try again. And that's what he did. I remember then we went over to their house and Karen cooked. We went over and we're playing with games in the living room. And I am watching my dad absolutely smoke Karen. It was, uh, I guess it was amazing because he was super happy. She was super mad. And so, and if you were mad, my dad was happy because he loved to talk nonsense. He loved to dish it out. He'd take it, but he dish it out. He loved it. But you know, that was a good time because I feel like Karen was the only one that ever gave him any kind of real challenge. Cause my dad had his friends. They came over, but you know, they were dumb. They didn't know what the hell, what the hell they were doing. Um, my cousin Scott, rest in peace. Um, sometimes my uncle Tom would come over again. Rest in peace. He come over with my cousin Scott. My cousin Scott, I thought he was like 20 years older than me when I was younger. Turns out he was only like nine years older than me. It wasn't even that old. But as a kid, you know, nine years, that's pretty big. But he would come over and uh, my dad would play Archon, which is like a, a chess game. Um, But if you land on a square with another character, you would go into a battle. And I don't know chess terminology, but the pawns are the light side and the good side, right? That's how the board was, light or good. And the pawns for the light side, I believe, were like some kind of knight. And the pawns for the the dark side was like a, like a I don't know, I guess they were a troll or a goblin of some sort. Then you had like, what, the rook, the knight. Bishop, 
the Queen and the King. Make sense? Am I missing anything? Because if I am, Discord. All right? Join the Discord. You can join the Discord by going to the socials, which is Unofficial Controller Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, right? In the link, Discord. Join that bad boy. There's community corrections. Let me know if I did anything wrong. I'm not sure if I did, but, you know, there it is. And each good uh, light and dark side have their own characters. I I think the light side had a phoenix for whatever position. I'm not sure. And the dark side had a shape, an evil shapeshifter. Which was good and bad because you can become the other character if you wanted to. Or you did it automatically. I don't really remember. It's, it's, uh, that's quite some time. So I played that game, but like my dad played real chess. He had chess master on Nintendo. So he was playing chess on the hardest difficulty. He also played chess on the New York daily, uh, the daily New York, New York daily news. They had a chess, uh, scenario with a picture. And then the guy who wrote it on the bottom would say, you know, whatever chess terminology next move. And you would play chess with this man for a week. He le- he left the chessboard on the table. Don't touch don't touch the chessboard. Just touch the chessboard. Find out. Alright? I never touched it because I don't want no problems. But it was always there. He was always playing chess with this guy on the newspaper, which was amazing. Um but my cousin Scott, because he didn't know how to play chess, my dad would beat him straight up with the chess game. But when it came to the Archon game, because there was a little bit of battle involved, either way, sometime my cousin Scott beat my father in, two, in one second with a different character he had. And my cousin Scott would take a chance. He would just be aggressive, very, very aggressive. And my father would be very cautious when he did things. Uh, but it, looked, it seems to me like the aggression was working because my father was losing. And he lost the game. Not once, not twice, a few times, actually. And then I remember I had to play Archon with him, and I don't know what the hell I was doing. He just wanted to, to practice his aggression on the characters, and he winded up, you know, beating Scott now constantly, like all the time, which was he just got good at it. He practiced, he practiced, and practiced. Um, if you're going to beat my father in any game, you had to 100% come at him with a plan, or he would beat you. Very, very rare my, my father beat got lost. I mean blades of steel. I was I was winning and then I wasn't winning very quickly. Alright. Uh pro wrestling. Nope. Um what else was there? Um the Contra. Well we all know a Contra story. I mean I had to practice. You know? Then he had that little code, have a little pocket, a little mushed up note. Who gave him this code? That'll be a mystery for the rest of my life. What? Which one of his friends gave him the Konami code? Or did he call the Nintendo hotline and get it and write it down on a paper? We'll never know, man. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, my, my father, I don't believe he ever seen the Super Nintendo. And I believe Sega was around. 91, 92, but I, I didn't have it. 
and none of my friends had it. So I don't think he ever saw the 16-bit era, which is kind of sad, man. But, you know, he was a Nintendo master. He he was a Nintendo master. If he was around today and there were Platinums, I'm sure he'd get them. But, um, you know, I was only allowed to play Nintendo games or video games at night or, like, really bad days, super hot, super cold. Uh, you know, I'm sure like torrential downpour rain because I remember playing them mostly at night, not really in the morning, maybe on the weekends. But, um, you know, it was a part of his life, became part of my life, and it still is to this day. You know, then my mom remarried. Well, she didn't, she didn't remarry. She just has a, a, a boyfriend, you know, Danny. And my mom had two kids with me and my, my father. It was me and my sister Christy. My mom had two more kids with our stepfather, Danny. Scott, uh, Katie and Scott. Um, so I was a gamer. So then Scott and Katie became gamers, obviously, because we played all the four of us siblings played together. And, you know, it's weird because those teenage years, like you're out with, you're going out with your friends. You know, you're, I was super active outside, man. I played stickball. We played, um, paintball. We used to play tag in the playground, use all the obstacles. Um, you know, just going out as kids, man, you know, just making sure, listen, be home before the, be, be, be home while the sun's coming down. Don't be home after it's down, right? We're young, 13, 14, 15, 16, running around New York. Um, you know, taking the bus to my friend's name, my friend's house, doing stuff like that. Me and Adam and Alex going out and like we used to go to the movies. Cross County, take the bus up there, ride our bikes up there. I mean, we were actually out of the house for hours on hours on end, especially in the summertime and the and um the weekends. So like I gamed a lot because I was when I was home I gamed, but you know, there was also three other people in my house. Um TV time was limited. But what I still managed to get in. I still managed to play all the time. But like we wasn't really home all the time. It was a diff- different era, man. Totally different era. It was like, can you imagine sending, telling your kids to go go outside and play with, with your friends? So I call, I call Gerard, I call Alex, call Adam, my mother, the Christie, get her. Hmm. Hold on, some coffee. And then we get her, and then um, go outside play stickball. Hours, man, hours and hours. My mom gave me like five, ten bucks, got some pizza for lunch, went back outside, hours, man, playing stickball or softball or anything. And then, you know, like not even knowing, not even knowing where we were for hours. Imagine, imagine that. Like now you got a cell phone, you're always on it. So if you're ignoring my text messages, doing it on purpose because everybody is on their phone. All the time. If people forget their phone, their life is ruined for the day. If you forget that phone home, man, people can't function. You understand? It's the, it's the phone, it, the cell phone now is like a mini database of everything. You could do everything on your phone, bro. Tell me something you can't do because you can. All right. So we'll go outside for hours and hours and hours. And I remember if I played some games, my dad, oh, you're going to play old games all day, blah, 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 blah. He wasn't really a fan of them because he wanted me to be more active and be at the house. And 
you know, not be home all day playing video games. Sometimes he was cool. He didn't really bother me. Sometimes he was like, get out, get off, watch some TV or something like that. And then one day, I'll never forget it. I was playing the game Black on PS2. And for some reason, no, don't get me wrong. We played NHL 94, 93 a bunch of times. And he loved hockey. So, because he loved hockey, I lo- I began loving hockey. We went to a bunch of Ranger games together and everything. So, when I had the game, he wanted to play it. He really wasn't that good. But then he would play when I was at home, when I was at school. And he'd practice and practice and practice. I mean, he never really beat me. Because no one's going to beat me in, in that game. Except maybe recently. My brother beat me a few times recently. Uh, which is aggravating because I, I lost it. Right? I got to get it back. But do I care enough to get it back? Because, hmm, not sure. Um, but he practiced. He, you know, he got better and better and better, but not good enough. Um, then I was playing black. He liked it. He was a Marine. So he liked it. He's like, can I play? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I said, listen, here is a new memory card. I bought him a blue one. This is yours. Don't touch mine. I would hide my memory cards in my underwear drawer. And I hide them between the underwear. Because my brother, when he was growing up, started playing Grand Theft Auto 3. No, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I was at the end of the game. And my brother would play on my save file and do, you know, random things a kid would do. He has no idea what's going on. Um, He was young. But he he saved over my file. And when I got home to play, I lost my mind. I was like, oh my god, how many hours did it take me to get here? So then I did a bunch of cheat codes. I cheated my way to the end of the game. And then I went back to try to beat the game normally, which I did, which was an amazing experience. But then that day forward, I'm like, no, I'm buying memory cards. I bought a Scott one, and I bought myself, and I bought Danny's a memory card. This is your memory card, man. Do with it what you want. And Danny played black forever. He absolutely, if there was a game that got him into gaming, that was the game, black. You know, and then when the PlayStation 3 came around, you know, I had one, my brother had one. Then my brother and Danny would share one. And then my stepfather Danny bought his own. So now he's gaming in the living room. My brother's gaming in the bedroom. And I'm gaming in my apartment. And it was amazing. But we didn't really play that much together at that time. When the PS4 came out, started playing a lot more together. And obviously now the PS5, forget about it. So, um... I think it's pretty cool because me and my uh me and my son Danny, we we got some platinums together. Which, you know, these are all be memories, bro. No matter what. These are awesome memories, you know? Um let me find his name. I'm on the PlayStation app right now. And I think you you could compare trophies. I guess, somehow. How do you do this? The whole app changed everything. Everything changed in the app, man. Hold on. I thought this would be easier. 
but nope. No, no, no. Nothing's easy. Okay, here we go. Friends, trophies. They had to compare, man. Where the hell is it? What is going on? Hmm. This is awkward. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Okay, hold on. Oh, if I click a game that we have, it'll share. But you know what? It's better to go through his playlist because he doesn't play as much as I did. Um, I think we got a thirteen platinums together. It'll be wrong. Um, okay, Kill Zone, Shadowfall. I think that was our first. Game. It was me, my brother, and my and Danny got this platinum together. That was back in. Oh dear God! What the hell was this? That was back in 2014. Ooh, many many moons ago. Um, so I'm not sure if that's the first one, but I mean, it possibly could be. Uh, on his list here. Then we did Tomb Raider for the PS. Four, he didn't help me. Um, no, he helped me get the platinum, but he didn't get it himself because he didn't want to do the online. So he helped me get the platinum. I just I killed him a bunch of times online because there was nobody playing online. So I had to win a couple games. So I just kept killing him. He he didn't really care, which is hilarious. Um, okay, then we did okay Diablo three. We did together with my boy Marlon at the same time. Our our platinum has popped basically like a few minutes or a minute apart, which was amazing. Um, that's two, right? So we have Kill Zone. We got well, officially Diablo three, Dark Souls two. We play at the same time. Never played together for some reason. Um. What else we got here? Trying to look. Look at him looking. That's two. Oh, man. What the hell is going on? Let's see. I remember him. We basically platinum Darksiders together. Not officially, but it's unofficial. Much like the podcast. But, okay, we did. That's two. Okay, Vikings, uh, Wolves of Midgard, we did together that's like a top-down diablo style game now thankfully 
we had the disc. Because if you had the digital download, you could not revert back to the vanilla uh, version of the game. And there was a massive glitch where if you, you didn't pick up this hammer or uh, Thor's hammer wouldn't count for a trophy or something like that. And I remember. So then, therefore, you couldn't get the platinum. I don't think they ever patched it. And I remember going over the phone with him and explaining to him to delete the game, turn off the internet, redo the game, turn off auto-download, turn off everything. And then we did it together. I did it on his game. He did it on my game. I don't know why or how the online part worked. I'm pretty sure it wasn't going to work, but it did on the original soft uh, um, version. So that platinum popped for us. So that is... Sorry. It's hard to... I need a pen. Let's not make these mistakes on the air. I need a piece of paper. Okay. Well, I'm going to tally him. So we got kill zone. Bam. We got Diablo 3. Okay. Then we have Wolves. Okay. That's three. Then we did For Honor, which was For Honor took our life. It was me, my boy Marlon, my boy Charlie, and Danny. We played that game forever. All right. So that's four. Um, what else did we do? Orana was just amazing. I love that game. Then we did. Looking at it now. Oh man, we did Conan Exiles. I mean, that game was just not good. Really sucked. Oh, what did we do? Okay, we did Darksiders Genesis. That's six. That was good. Um, what else? What else? What else? Mm-mm. Oh, look, he played Vampire. Oh, dear Lord. He got one trophy and said, I'm out of here. Smarter than me, I'll tell you that. Um, what else did he do? Oh, alienation. All right, that is that's seven. Um, man, Diablo two sucked because, according to the PlayStation, hours played three hundred and nine hours, no platinum. We have a few trophies to go. I don't think we have the patience all the time, especially you have to understand that getting to level 100 in Diablo 2 should be a platinum on its own because you have to get level 1 to 99. It's the same time as going from level 99 to 100. Again, Going from level 1 to 98, to 99, 
takes the same amount of time from going to level 99 to 100. Absolutely insane. And then you'll do it on hardcore. No. Can't. Gave up. Absolutely gave up. Cold of the day. See ya. Gotta go. We did Demon Souls remake. We did Elden Ring. That's nine. Um else did we do over here? I think also uh, Danny must have played every single version of Skyrim uh, known to man. Because he played it like 19 times. Now we're doing Diablo. It's only nine. That's interesting. Well, you know what? I think you have another account. Well, let me do mine. I'll find a game. There's two more games. For some reason, he deleted his old account. I know he helped me do something. Hold on. Ah, that's what it was. All right. It was um, Army of Two, Devil's Cartel. That game was amazing. We played that game. All right. That's definitely 10. Hunted. No, that was not it. Um, okay. Dead Nation. He didn't get the platinum, but we played it together. He helped me get the platinum. Oh, okay, here we go. DC Universe Online. That's 11. Um, I knew it. There's one more. We'll find it. I will find it. It is... Arkham Origins, he didn't get the Platinum, but he helped me get the Platinum. Um, What was it? Two-player, two-player. Well, we did Laura Croft, Temple of Oasis together, but not a Platinum, but we did that together. 100% completed. Doesn't count, though. Uh, What the hell else? Oh, no. Was it? Yes. Deadly Tower of Monsters. Monsters. Okay. Um, that is, that's 12. Maybe there's 13. Let's see. I don't know why, I don't know why he deleted his account. It was just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. I don't think that's it. Yep, that was it. Because everything else we just played together, but not at the same time. 
Yeah. Okay. So that's it. That was. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So we together, 12 platinums together. Probably 13 with um, Diablo 4 if we continue, which I think is amazing. Um, and Diablo 4 is great. So this, this flows right into what I'm, what I'm playing. Okay. I've been playing Diablo 4 nonstop since it came out. I'm on level 61. I'm on world tier three. I'm like a flurry rogue. Uh, trying to level up, get the best equipment. Uh, we're going for it. Uh, me and my boy Marlon, Danny, in it to win it. Like we will get the platinum here. We did the platinum in Diablo three. Diablo two, probably not going to happen. 309 hours. I'm not saying it's wasted time because we had a great time. Just sucks. It's never going to happen. It is what it is. Um, and we're going to get this. We're going to do it because we prom- we're going to do it. We promised each other. The trophy list is not that difficult. Don't get me wrong. It's difficult. Not that difficult. Very time consuming. Very grindy. Very grindy. Okay. Um, but we're going to knock it out. We're definitely going to do it. Uh, and take care of that. But I tried the PvP in Diablo 4. Because you have to kill five, five people for a trophy. So I made myself PV, PvP activated. Um, I went out. And I went to fight somebody. And I got crushed in about 1.1 second. I don't know what he hit me with. But he hit me with something hard, and I went down. I said, okay, let me leave this guy alone. I'll go somewhere else. This guy was level 54. I was like, oh, I'm 59. I have a chance. So crushed. So they must be running different gear for PvP, I guess, because I got absolutely wrecked. Uh, I'm probably not going to attempt PvP until maybe, I guess, endgame. Um, it looks to me like the servers are... I guess okay, because we never had any problems connecting online or playing. Um, but what we did have, well, no, there's no problem playing. Um, also, I noticed that every character that I see in the game, they're my level. So I guess they're doing a good job as not having a low, low level when I, or a high, high level. So that's good, you know? Um, uh, so that's, that's good. Um, so I guess the, so, so far this has been pretty stable. We've been able to connect and play, uh, with no issues, which is, you know, good for a new game that came out. Um, I really have no complaints about Diablo 4. I think it's pretty, it's pretty cool, man. Um, what you call it? You don't have to really beat the game with every character like you did in PS in the Diablo 2. I like that it's not as colorful as Diablo 3. I like they went a little bit too fantasy. Uh, and two fantasy is no good. Because then it just looks like, how are you picking up that sword? How are you wearing that shoulder armor? Just, like, how do you turn your head? You know? Too much fantasy armor is annoying. So I don't really like it. I like more like gothic, medieval type of realistic armor. Don't get me wrong. It's fantasy, but you can most likely possibly imagine someone could wear that rather than you're wearing a tank on your body with a sword that's like a thousand feet long 
I, I can't. I can't get with that. Um, but you know, so the memories of me and my my real father playing video games, and the memories of me and my stepdad playing video games. You know, they're both awesome. So, you know, it's the real. It's really the the the, the tale of two dads, basically. You know, um, and now my my stepdad Dan has been my father longer than you know my actual father, which is wild as life, you know. Um, but yeah, if, if there's a game we get to play together, we're on it. Uh, we love the same style of game, so maybe every year there's two games or maybe three games a year that we want to get, we play together. I know for sure Lords of the Fallen 2 comes out. We're on that. And then it's a game uh, Path of Exile 2 or something, I think it is called. Uh, we're going to hop on that game, even though it's another Diablo clone. That is okay with me. Um, so, you know, if you get your dad to play video games with you, that's the way to go. So that'll uh, that'll help you out with your game time. I'll tell you that, you know, or, or let him play too and let him, let him understand. Because, you know, in the beginning, he didn't understand why I was on this game. Like, why are you getting so upset? It's just the game. Now he knows why you get just upset. It's not just the game, bro. Okay, it's a it's a hobby, and there's passion. And when you get when you have passion for something, this can get heated, you know. So now he gets it. So it's it's been it's been a joy, uh, a plane. So all you know, all the dads out there, listen. Happy Father's Day, happy belated Father's Day, um. You know, and uh, listen, hang out with them as long as you can because once they're gone, that is you know, it's a wrap, um. Another thing I want to talk about was my most difficult platinums. Now this popped up because a guy who uh, I know, Ginge, another 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 English boy, he was one of the first fifty people to get the platinum trophy in Arkham Origins, which was great. I was probably top one hundred. He was top fifty. Top fifty doesn't top hundred doesn't show up on PSN uh, profiles. And I remember trying to get the game, but I had a couple. It just People were help. I was helping people get the online trophies. No one helped me, and then finally, I, I met a good bunch of guys that let me do all the t- all the takedowns. Which, listen, if you didn't do that with friends or some kind of group, an understanding of what to do, this plan would be very difficult to achieve. So, props out to him. But the, that's an amazing stat. Um, so I was looking at my list. And you know what? It's not as um what'd you call it? It's not um it surprised me. It it really did. I thought that the games I thought were tough um were on here, but they're not. Because I'm going by rarity. So it's the rarity of the platinum, not the difficulty of the platinum. Still, still shocked me. Hold on, some coffee. So basically, <clears throat> the DC Universe Online, I think this is the PS4 uh, 3 version. It doesn't, say, it doesn't say, I'm not sure. But um, basically, 
I don't know how this works. Either it's my 4,000th platinum, 10,000th platinum. Hmm. Okay, well, I guess this is the my 3,487 platinum was on May 18th, 2014. 1,634 achievers, 238 owners, 238,000 owners, sorry. Gives us a 0.69 rarity. Um, that has to be PS4. And then the PS3 version was my 1,370s. Yeah, that makes sense. June 13th, me and my brother popped this trophy. And then my, and, and Danny. It's 2,828, uh, achievers, 330,000 owners, 0. 0.86. Um, Mercenary Kings, which I loved until the grind, because the grind was real. It was real knowing, real fast. Uh, that is a point one thirty nine, ultra rare. Then we have <clears throat> Kill Zone. You got like a frog in your throat. What the hell's going on? Talking too much, I guess. Um, Kill Zone, Shadowfall. It's a 1.67. Listen, Batman Arkham Origins is up there for a reason. It's 1.83%. 4,722 achievers with uh, 258,000 owners. I mean, I don't know why that's such a low number. Owners of what? The game? Or maybe registered players. I'm not sure. That just seems weird. But either way, I'm not sure how that works. It's point one eighty three. Dead Nation on PS3 is 2.62. For Honor, 2.70. That's difficult, man. That's a difficult game. Vikings Wolves of Midgard is probably the lowest. Not well. Take that back. It's the second lowest uh, achievers, but also second lowest owners. Um, six hundred eighty-four owners, twenty-one thousand six hundred eighty-four achievers. Sorry, twenty-one thousand owners, three point fourteen. Um, sniper three is also a diff- very difficult trophy. Me and my boy Marlon did that. That's three point thirty-one. Captain America. In 2011, man, 3.50. Uh, Amnesia Collection, 3.72. Sniper Four, another that's, Sniper Four. They're hard, man. They're not. They're not easy. Um, no, that's not Sniper Four. That's Sniper. Let me click. Let me click. What is this? The hell is this? Oh. Okay. Sniper 4 was 3.31. Sniper 3 is 3.74. Okay. Lord of the Fallen, 4.14. Zombies, Zombie Vikings. Uh, My brother basically wanted to choke me with this game because I made him do it, and he probably still has PTSD with this. Uh, That's 4.27. Batman Arkham City 
Only 4.34% ultra rare. Wow, that is difficult. All right. Listen, that's also a hard game, man. Hunted the Demon's Forge, 4.54. I think that's low because it was basically down the radar. Lone Survivor, which I love. is a horror game. It's 4.57. And then finally, I guess it's only the top, I don't know, 15, 20, is um, Tomb Raider on PS. Looks like PS. Looks like PS3, to be honest, is a 4.82%. Uh, that's crazy. That's That's crazy. Out of my 309 Platinums, those were the most rare, I guess. Because, you know, it's not difficulty. But uh, it was surprising. I mean, obviously, because the popularity of Elden Ring and Demon Souls and all those games, the Platinum rarity is lower. I mean, higher, because more people played it and have it. Doesn't mean that it's not anything as hard, you know? But these were the most ultra-rare, according to PSN Profiles, which is pretty interesting. I would love to do a um I would love to do a, what you call it. Maybe that'd be a good a good podcast one day, you know, my hardest platinums, my memories of them or whatever. That'd be pretty cool. But uh yeah, you know. So that's pretty much it. Um you know, what am I gonna play? Obviously Diablo four. Well I'm not stopping that game until the platinum happens. Because uh, we're in it to win it. You got to focus the task at hand and you got to get it done. Jedi survivors on the side, which kind of sucks, but doesn't, I know where I am. I just uploaded yesterday to get a refresh. I wrote some notes. So I don't forget. Um, I have a bunch of games in sealed. I have so many sealed games and I bought a bunch of games on the PSN sale. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with these games or how I'm going to play them, but we're going to figure it out because gamers, we just got to, we just got to do it. You know, you also have to balance your personal life with your work life and then your, you know, your hobby life, you know, it's too many. Not enough, not enough time in the, in the day. Uh, I got to be honest with you. Um, if we can have an extra day, that'd be great. But, you know, it's what it is. Uh, so basically, that's it for the episode. Um, I hope wherever the guys are vacationing, they're having a good time because I know who's not having a good time. Me. Okay, in New York City right now. Okay, it is. It's early in the morning. All right, it's eight o'clock in the morning. The humidity is eighty-nine degrees. I had a air conditioner upstairs in the apartment, for the living room. I'm gonna buy a new one. My last year's bedroom AC broke. I mean, listen, ten years is a long time for an air conditioner. Finally, who? Cut out. Oppressor gone. See ya. So I gotta buy a new air conditioner. If I didn't bring the air conditioner up yesterday, I would have been miserable. There's no way you could have focused or did anything. You would be sweating. So it doesn't really matter the temperature of the um it doesn't really matter if it's fifty five degrees or eighty five degrees or ninety degrees. If the humidity is high, then you're you're done. So I hope wherever you know, the guys are at, it's not humid. Because Texas, from my memory, my aunt, my, my aunt June, my aunt, uh, my aunt Jerry lives down there. Um, Texas is hot. It's very hot. 
but it's not humid. It's like a dry heat. So like if you're in the shade or something, you know, you're not you're not doing too bad. You know, it's it's warm, but you're not gonna be super hot, right? No sticky, not clammy. Um, you know, DR, Dominican Republic, that's humid, obviously. It's a Caribbean island. You expect that. What I don't expect at seven in the morning, um well, I'm at work at seven in the morning. At six fifteen in the morning, waiting for the train, uh, to be sweating waiting for the train because it's so sticky, disgusting, humid. Oh man. I, I hate the humidity. It's just unbearable. That's that's what makes summertime in New York City so rotten. It's just the humidity. You put a t-shirt on, it's sticking to you. You know? You, you, you try to go to the bathroom, it's difficult. Everything is wet. Nothing is good about humidity. Chafing? Ooh, man, listen. You gotta put you gotta figure it out. Because it's it's a nightmare. So hopefully the guys are in another place. Also, random note, uh, listen, I clean my ears every day. They say people don't, don't use a Q-tip. It's not good for you. Listen, I've been using a Q-tip for 40 years. Okay. I'm never going to stop. I clean my ear with a Q-tip almost pretty much every day. If I skip a day, it's only one and that's very rare. And it's never really dirty. I wouldn't say you see any yellow wax or anything, but um, I don't use over the over the head headphones. I do have a pair, but I use them very rarely. When I play video games, I just have the Sony, not the Sony. Um, I had an old Android, and it came with a a, a, a headpiece, and it's just an in in ear headpiece. You know, the typical wire headpiece. It just goes in your ear, and what in the other one hangs and there's a mic. So it's very basic. I use that to play video games. I put it in one ear, chat only. The other piece of the ear, but I put it around my neck, on top of my neck, and I just talk to the guys. That's it. I don't use over the phone, over the head uh, piece. So I went to play video games yesterday. I, I called Danny. We we're going to go online. And um, the inside of my um, headphone, of the headpiece, had wax in there. How disgusting. How disgusting so you got to be on top of that because i guess from the vibration of the talking some ear i guess wax can leak down and get stuck in there i mean earwax is nasty but i I saw that i almost gagged that was just disgusting but i cleaned it out soap and water you know with a q-tip cleaned it put it back nice and neat so i gotta be more on top of that because if i ever say that again i probably just puke instantly um all right so listen it's been fun I had a good time today. Hope you guys did too. And um, I have some episodes coming up. I'm writing down. So I want to release them to you guys. I, I would like to do it once a week. It would be nice. Um, it works always crazy, right? Game time is limited. But um, if my plan works, then uh, I can probably have an episode every week. I want to do the um, old school cutscenes, a couple games at a time. I got a few things coming up. Um, 80s, 90s nostalgia, 2000s nostalgia, if you can believe that. Yeah, I can. Um, all coming up. And then, you know, obviously the weekly show with the guys. Um, so you'll sit it's been a blast. I had a good time. And I'll see you guys on the flip side. Peace.